Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Colter, we're going to be joined here by uh, the Austin P head coach, Mark Hudspeth, here in uh, just a couple of minutes. But for people uh, who, you know, are in the state of Montana, don't know much about Austin P. Austin P is in Clarksville, uh, Tennessee. And uh, a, a school, I'm sure Coach Hudspeth will tell us a, a little bit about it. But just in general, this is not one that has been on the radar, uh, you know, obviously at the FCS level for people in these parts uh, up here uh, bordering Canada. So tell the people just a little bit about the school, about the football program. Uh, it, it, Austin P is named for former Governor Austin P, former Governor of mm. Tennessee. They are the Austin P Governors, aptly. Uh, it is a school of about 10,000 students. Last year, it was the most rapidly growing school in the state of Tennessee. They have had football since 1957. They competed in Division II from 73 to 77. They moved up. They were inaugural FCS members, so 1978, they started with FCS football. But they played in the Ohio Valley from 63 to 96, but then as an NCAA independent for several years before then joining the Pioneer Football League, which then it indicates to me that they're a high academic institution because the Pioneer Football League is an FCS league that does not have scholarships. So schools like... Drake, Butler, Marist, Jacksonville, um, San Diego. Those are the the pioneer mm-hmm. football is schools. Bryant in there, maybe. Uh, Bryant is a Northeastern okay. Conference school, but then they they rejoined uh, Ohio Valley, the Ohio Valley, in two thousand seven, and they were absolutely one of the doormats in all of college football. Between two thousand and twelve and two thousand seventeen, they won one game, mm. one and forty five. They had a 29-game losing streak, which was Unreal. which was pushing towards the all-time record. 
They were 0-11 in Will Healy's first season at the helm, but then they broke through for an eight-win season two years ago. They had a 5-6 and six year last year, but then Healy took the Charlotte job and enter Mark Hudspeth. A little bit of background on Mark Hudspeth. He was the longtime coach at North Alabama, led them to a ton of success in the Division II level. That then parlayed into him being the head coach at Louisiana Lafayette. They made it to five bowl games in seven seasons. They won nine or more games five times. Historic success for the Raging Cajuns. They had, I don't think they'd ever been to a bowl, period. And they had certainly never won ten games in a year. And he had all that success, but then NCAA violations, and he was fired. And he got back on his feet uh, as the, the associate head coach at Mississippi State under Dan Mullen. Then when Mullen went to Florida... And Will Healy went to Charlotte, boom, you got an opening at Austin P, and he's doing a really good job there. So uh, this is a school that is absolutely, utterly out of nowhere. They, <laughs> they, they have never been, they've never been to the FCS playoffs. They've never won FCS playoff games, and now here they are, and they've won two in a row, including dismantling Sacramento State. I mean, they... they destroyed Sac State on yeah. Saturday night. It was shocking, honestly. T- completely. They went up 14 nothing, and then they onside kicked it and get it and score again, and it's like, whoa. Sac State w- was was jaw-dropped. They had nothing. Yeah. They, they didn't even know how to respond, and uh, you kept thinking, when are they going to make a play, and they never could. And yeah. Elijah Dotson getting knocked out in the first quarter killed him. Not having Pierre Williams killed him, but still, even with all that talent, pretty crazy to be one and done. I mean, first playoff appearance error for Sac State, and they looked like they couldn't function underneath the bright lights, whereas Austin P was fully ready to function under the bright lights. So, uh, you know, on one hand, you say, okay, this team's got to come across the country to go to Montana State for a night game. Huge advantage, Montana State playing a team that's never been in the playoffs. But Sacramento State took Montana State apart, and Austin P destroyed Sac State. So yeah. this, uh, this, this Austin P team, they're an 11 win squad with a ton of confidence. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed, I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. All right, well, off we go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in Mark Hudspeth. He's the head coach of the Austin P football team. Austin P a dominant performance in the round of 16 in the FCS playoffs as they get a win at Sacramento State and are now headed to Bozeman on Friday night to play the Montana State Bobcats in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Coach, thanks so much for being with us. How are you? Hey, doing great. Thanks, guys. You bet. We're certainly happy to have you on. Congratulations on an outstanding win at Sacramento State. Very impressive uh, uh, for those of us who've covered the big sky and watched an outstanding performance there. But now, of course, that's all water under the bridge. you got to get ready for Montana State and on a short week as well. When you take a look at Montana State and, and what they present and the, and the team that they are, what do you see? Well, first thing you see is their number one uh, 
uh, in rush defense, and they're number one in rush offense. And and that's sort of what I believe. And I feel like you know to have an outstanding team, that team has to have a chance to. To win a championship, you better be good at both of those, and they're the best in their conference at both, and are are very, very impressive in that in those categories. And so, outstanding football team, tough challenge for us. We just flew out two thousand miles to California, got back about time to take a shower and get back on the plane and go go back out to Montana. So, right. our, our kids are excited about the opportunity. Tough, tough challenge ahead with these uh, with these Bobcats. Coach Hank Coulter, New Orleans, thanks so much for joining us. And you mentioned the travel, but also just the fact is that this is sort of uncharted territory for Austin P. football. You guys have gotten a pair of your first playoff wins in program history. And I know this is a program that went from non-scholarship Pioneer League to the Ohio Valley and really struggled mightily earlier on in this decade. Lost 45 out of 46 games, including 29 in a row at one point. But now you guys got it rolling up to 11 wins this season and into the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. So what have been the key factors? How have you guys been able to turn this thing around? Well, one is uh, I felt like, you know, this the success we're having now is, is you know, key, uh, a key component to that was what we were able to do this spring. I felt like uh, when we got here in January with our staff and uh, put our plan into place, our players really bought into what we were doing. And I felt like these games that we've won were won in those wee hours of the, of the mornings this, this off season. Uh, and then with some good recruiting, I felt like we landed some really key players that's been uh, good players for us uh, and then continue to have a great summer. And then we've just continued improving as a team and kids are believing and have confidence and they're having fun playing the game. And so I'm just excited for the players because some of the guys on our team were a part of the last team that went 0-11. Now to see them walk out of here with a OVC championship ring and, and uh, at least – two playoff wins um, is, is pretty exciting for these young men. First time I watched your team this year, Javon Craig really stood out to me, and then he played outstanding in Sacramento. But I think people on this, this side of the country might not realize he wasn't even your guys' opening day starter. You guys had the preseason player of the year in the Ohio Valley in Jeremiah Oatesvall. He goes down with an injury. Don't miss, don't miss a beat with Javon Craig in his senior year. So, Tell us just a little bit about the quarterback situation, because I know that Oatesfall was a, a big recruit for you guys, three-star guy coming out of high school. How were you guys able to stem the tide when he got hurt, and what have you thought of Javon Craig's ability to take the reins and really thrive? Yeah, you know, that was disappointing. We were ahead of Central Arkansas by 10 points uh, when Oatesfall went down, and then we had to bring in Javon. And, you know, you, you always say prepare like you're a starter, you know, and, and you always that's good coach talk. But when you don't get the reps that the starter gets, it's somewhat hard to do that. And so – it really took him about a game and a half. The next week, you know, he that was his first start. He wasn't quite as sharp up at East Tennessee State. Uh, but after that game, we really, uh, I thought he really came into his own, became a, uh, not only a good game manager, but that the guy can make plays with his arm and his legs. And, and I just thought he's had an incredible career. Uh, a senior year, he made first team all OVC. And the kid's just a special human being, though, on top of being a really good player. Fine Christian young man. He's got his priorities in order, so just really excited for him. Mark Hudspeth joining us. He's the head coach of Austin P. They're into the round of eight, the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs, playing at Montana State Friday night, 6 p.m. kickoff from Bobcat Stadium. And, Coach, your guys' last loss was uh, back on October 19th, and since then, you've 
you've peeled off like seven in a row, but not just wins. I mean, you have been blowing teams away 42-7, 35-7, 42-6, and then, you know, the, the, the three-score victory at Sacramento State this week. What has really clicked the last half of this season where you're not just winning, but you're dominating teams? Well, I don't know, you know, about dominating, but we're, we're just trying to, you know, each week we just talk about trying to compete against ourselves, and we want to play our very best regardless if we're playing Clarksville Junior High, if we're playing the Green Bay Packers, uh, if we feel like we've played our best and played uh, with relentless effort, uh, then, you know, we, we can sleep at night and uh, and hold our heads up high. So we're always just really competing to play our best regardless of the opponent. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll have to play our best this week if we want to, ha- you know, have a chance to hold our heads high because we're going against, obviously, the, the best team we've played thus far this year. Sacramento State was, uh, like Ryan said, incredibly impressive during Big Sky Conference play this year. Coming into the year, they were picked 12th in the league. I don't think people really knew what to expect under a first-year head coach in Troy Taylor, but they just got red hot, and they ripped through, especially the first half of the league schedule. They beat Eastern Washington, Montana State, and Montana three weeks in a row, and we got a chance to see them up close and personal on consecutive weeks. We were super impressed with Kevin Thompson, the quarterback, as well as just their ferocious defensive line. But you guys showed no fear in California on Saturday. I mean, you, you guys are up 21-0 in the blink of an eye. Onside kick in the first quarter, I think, really surprised Sac State. What did you think of the level of confidence your guys, your guys played with, and how were you guys able to get such an aggressive team like Sac State on their heels and then bury them like you did? Well, you know, we started, you know, we talked about wanting to start fast, and especially on the road against a quality opponent. You know, you don't have the luxury to me to travel that far and, uh, and to come out, you know, slow. And, 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 uh, so for us, you know, we had an aggressive game plan going in. We knew when we were going up onside kick it. Really, I did it one, one touchdown later than what I wanted to do. I was, it was scheduled to go after the first score. Um, uh, but I ended up doing it after the second one. And uh, so, uh, but we, we really, uh, I thought, just wanted to give our kids a chance to get some momentum, to get some excitement. Uh, and they uh, really responded in a big way. And, and I think once we got that third score after the onside kick, I think uh, you could see their sideline deflate a little bit. And that helped us, uh, you know, obviously the rest of the way. And we was able to, to sort of uh, keep them suppressed a little bit. They had some really good players and outstanding coach team, and so we were just very fortunate to go on the road and, and have that opportunity to beat those guys. Coaches, we look forward now to the Montana State game. I asked you broadly kind of about it and, and to set up the matchup for us, but specifically, you got a great rush defense on your team, holding opponents to under 100 yards a game, but Montana State, they're the number one running team in the Big Sky Conference, so when you look at that matchup, the uh, MSU ground game versus your rush defense, what do you see there? What are going to be keys to try and slow them down, because they're very multiple and versatile in the way they do it? Man, that's going to be an exciting game for everybody to watch, you know what I'm saying? I think that's going to be the tale of the tape. Uh, you know, what a matchup, and so uh, I know our, our defense is excited about the challenge, and and uh, obviously, it will be a great challenge because they've got a, you know, the biggest offensive line we've faced uh, this year. I mean, those guys are massive. They're they're a Big Ten offensive line, obviously, to say the least. And so, um, they're they're impressive. They're intimidating. So, we're going to have to obviously uh, play awfully well. But you know, that's that's anytime you play somebody this deep, you're going to play somebody really talented. And man, what a what a what a game with with a number with two two. With a really good defensive versus a really good rush offense, but the other kids that we can't mention, they're they're great against the run too. So they're good, both of them. So it's going to be a big challenge. 
Coach, you mentioned the fact that some of the guys on your team were part of that 0-11 squad a couple years back when Will Healy was still the head coach. And now here in your first year, I know you had a great turnaround when you were at Louisiana Lafayette as well. So in your mind, as a head coach, when you're building the program, what's the keys to eliminating uh, that mindset of losing and implementing a, a mindset of winning? You know, for us, you know, you know, we, we've been successful this year on offense and defense for the most part, but that's not the reason that our team is winning. Uh, to me, it's a 100% reflective of the culture that, uh, that our team has in place right now and what we've established in this last 11 months. That's been the biggest, biggest thing that we have done. We've got a great culture right now. I'm proud of the kids with a work ethic. The way these kids love one another, uh, the, with the confidence that they have, the way they train, the way they prepare each week, we've had some great weeks of preparation. And I tell them every week that you know the game—you don't win the game on Saturday and just show up and play well. You know, you play to the level of preparation you've had that week. And so for us, it's it's been that way all year long. We've had great preparation, and and our kids really are believing in what we're doing. And uh, we've got some kids that play awfully hard. They're fun to watch. And and uh, so we'll, we'll need to definitely bring that energy up to Bozeman, to say the least. I want to ask you a little bit about your defenses. Look at the numbers. You guys do a great job taking the ball away. Seems like you got some really talented guys. I know you had a couple first-team all-league guys in the secondary. So how important is that to what you guys do defensively? Yeah, you know, we've been real fortunate to get a lot of turnovers. And, you know, we've got some guys. Uh, Cordell Jackson is just a... A player that when you see him, you're not going to be impressed by a statue, but he's one of the most instinctive football players I've ever been around. And you've seen it just like I have. But sometimes you got that big player that looks like Tarzan, you know, and pretty, but he's not an instinctive player and he's sort of robotic. Then sometimes you have a player that's not maybe the most impressive in uniform, but man, he's just always around the ball, understands the game. The game comes to him naturally. And he sees things before they happen, and he's got uh, three defensive touchdowns this year, uh, seven interceptions, and so he is. Uh, he is just. He has been our playmaker on the defense side of the ball. Mark Hudsmith joining us. He's the head coach of Austin P. Again, Austin P. in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs against Montana State this weekend. And coach, one of the fun things for us about uh, the FCS playoffs is is just sort of the overlap nationally. You get all these different regions and travel and things like that happen. We want to ask you about coming to Bozeman. But before that, there's a lot of people in Montana who don't know that much about Clarksville, Tennessee. What what's going on in Clarksville and Austin P. in particular? What what drew you to that university and that place? And and what should people around here that maybe don't know much about it know about it? Yeah, let me tell you a little bit about Clarksville. Is about forty miles northwest of Nashville. So uh, we get into Nashville quite a quite a bit to watch the Predators and and uh, and obviously the Titans. And uh, there's a lot of a lot of obviously music industry entertainment there. So that's a fun place to go. But oh man, is there anything better than a Preds game? I mean, that's that's where it's at, right? <laughs> How about that? And then uh, imagine that down, down south. We got some ice, actually. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, you know, close to about 200,000 people. We've got the second biggest Army base in the nation here, Fort Campbell. And so uh, it's a big part of this community. Uh, and so uh, they're, they're a, a, a big part of our university also. And so uh, Austin P is the fastest-growing university in the state of Tennessee with 11,000 students and growing rapidly. A lot to do with obviously probably the the way that Nashville is growing so fast. I think Nashville's the fastest growing city in the country, and so obviously we're we're catching some uh, some reflections of that. 
and so we're we're growing rapidly here, and so uh, facility improvements are, are really taking place here quickly, and so I think it's a really good time to be a governor here at Austin P. Excited about the opportunity. Have you ever been to Montana, Coach? I have not. I'm not. I'll be honest with you. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, you know, obviously, you see all the pictures and and. Uh, uh, it, it just, you know, to me, everybody talks about you going snow skiing there. I wish I could go skiing while I was there, but I'm afraid I'd break my leg right before the game. <laughs> but uh, what, a, what a beautiful place. I'm really excited about the opportunity. What's your guys' plan as far as uh, travel goes? Because I'm, I'm sure the travel is expediated given the fact that it is a Friday night game. So uh, what's the logistical plan to get to Montana? Is it just a business trip? Will you do anything else while you're in? Where are you guys staying? What are all the details of your guys' trip? Yeah, we're, we're, we're not staying uh, there in Bozeman. We're, we're staying a little bit out uh, in another city right outside of Bozeman, I think 40 miles uh, right outside. And so we'll fly in. And then, um, and obviously we won't have, won't have time to do much. You know, we'll do our normal game day routine uh, with walkthroughs, meetings, uh, and then get on get on the bus and head to the game on game day. So it'll be a, a quick there and back. Unfortunately, we may have to take a return trip and come come skiing there sometime. So looking forward to seeing the landscape. Obviously, know a lot about it. We even our team meeting today played the Montana song by Hank Williams Jr. Uh, <laughs> as the players were uh, coming in. So uh, we're trying to. Trying to get them ready. So uh, it's going to be a, a different atmosphere, obviously, with a great crowd. It's going to be the biggest crowd we've played in front of, probably uh, with exception maybe of Tennessee State there at Titan Stadium. But the atmosphere will be probably the best atmosphere by far because it looks crazy on on video with the crowd base and fan base. That looks like a lot of fun. And, uh, the, you know, the, the temperature, obviously, will be a little bit of a challenge. We're not used to playing in the snow, but... Uh, I told our guys, I said, guys, y'all play with the snow, with the uh, snow on your Madden uh, on Xbox all the time. So now you're gonna get to do it for real. There you go. The atmosphere at night in uh, in in the white stuff for sure. Well, coach, it's already a compressed week for you playing on a Friday night. You got to travel across the country. We know the time is short, and we really appreciate you giving us some of it here this week. Best of luck to you, and we're really looking forward to this game on Friday. All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having us. Look forward to seeing you guys when you get up there. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center.
Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Juanas. Here's some sports news for you. Playoff football continues this weekend in the Treasure State, and the Big Sky Conference has three teams in the FCS quarterfinals. One of those teams is the number six Montana Grizzlies, who were into the quarterfinals for the first time since 2011 after routing southeastern Louisiana 73-28. It was an epic day on offense. In total, ten touchdowns, eight of them offensive for the Grizzlies. Dalton Sneed looked back to full health as he uh, finished with 459 yards and five touchdowns, a career high in terms of passing yardage for Dalton Sneed. He threw 303 of those yards and three touchdowns to Samari Toure. Samari Toure uh, surpassed Joe Douglas's single-game school record of 279 receiving yards set in 1996. He also passed the all-time best FCS playoff record set in 1996 as well by Randy Moss. Samari Toure won for the record books on Saturday. The Grizzlies win, sends them to the quarterfinals where they will face Weber State in Ogden on Friday night. Number 5, Montana State scored 47 unanswered points against number 25, Albany, to move in the quarterfinals for the first half since 2012 with a 47-21 win. Bobcats will take on upstart Austin P, a team that blasted four-seeded Sacramento State Saturday night. Bobcats host the Governor 6 p.m. Friday night, ESPN 3. Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio, 329-1899, 329-1899, the phone number. Happy to have everybody on board. We're broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy online at KurtzPolaris.com. At Gus Tutel, at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter. You can also check out the uh, show slash station on Twitter and Instagram at 1029 ESPN. The handle there at 1029 ESPN. Coulter, we have uh, talked, obviously, about Montana, Montana State. Um, but let's just quickly, for the people, just give them a rundown of what happened over the course of the second round in the FCS playoffs. North Dakota State, not surprisingly, got the win. A little closer, maybe, than people might have guessed. 37-13, still a sound victory over Nichols State. They move on to the quarterfinal. They will host Illinois State. Illinois State beat the the first-seeded team to fall, Central Arkansas, uh, in a 24-14 win. So the Redbirds, they're into the quarterfinals, and they head to Fargo. Montana State beat Albany, of course. They will host Austin P, who beat the other-seeded team that fell uh, over the weekend in Sacramento State, 42-28. That is one half of the bracket. The other half of the bracket, Weber State hosting Montana. Weber State again, a 26-20 win over Kennesaw State. The Grizzlies 73-28 over Southeastern Louisiana. And then the final game, Northern Iowa, who was who lost 38-7, I think, uh, three weeks ago to uh, South Dakota State and was losing 10-0 right off the get in this football game, somehow turns the tide doesn't allow South Dakota State to score another point and wins the doggone football game 13-10, Northern Iowa, over SDSU in Brookings. They go to James Madison. James Madison, uh, a 66-21 win, a dominant win over Monmouth. Monmouth, an outstanding season. It comes to a uh, quick close against James Madison. The UNI, uh, a bit of a stunner, not even that they... 
in terms of, of the matchup, but when I saw that it was 10 nothing Northern Iowa, or excuse me, South Dakota State, in the first quarter of that football game, I thought, well, here we go again. Like, they just got their numbers, just a bad matchup. And they did not score another point. It was unbelievable. So Northern Iowa into the quarterfinal against James Madison. And again, the winner of that football game will play the winner of the Montana-Weber State game if there was going to be a, uh, another game at Washington Grizzly Stadium this year. Montana would, of course, have to beat Weber State on on Friday night, and then James Madison would need to lose in an upset to Northern Iowa, in which case uh, Montana could host a game. Montana State, uh, they could host as well a third game in the playoffs if Illinois State can pull the upset over NDSU, and then obviously they would have to beat Austin P as well. So there you go. That's a, a little look at the FCS playoffs in total. And uh, Coulter, when you look at this, all of this, I want to go back to the Sacramento State-Austin P game. For just a moment, because that is a it, it was it was remarkable to us the way that that game went and the twenty one nothing right off you know in the first ten minutes of the game and so forth and so on. But Montana State, if you're if you're a Bobcat fan, you sit here and you go, well, hey hey hey, here we go, we got a big win over Albany. Now the upset happens, so the lower seeded team that doesn't have a ton of history is coming to to uh, Bozeman to play, and we get to host another football game on a Friday night. We're in business. We're on the inside track to a national semifinal, and Montana State is on the inside track to a national semifinal. That said, it would be a mistake to overlook Austin P and sit here and think, you know, hey, this is a, you know, sort of an unknown team from a not, you know, great conference. They just went on the road and beat, you know, what was over the course of the entire season the best team in the Big Sky Conference is Sacramento State. Now, I know you've had thoughts about Sacramento State. Can they live up to the hype? Can they do it in the postseason when it matters? Clearly, they didn't. But Austin P is a good football team. Again, as you heard our, our interview uh, uh, with Coach Hudspeth, 91 yards a game they give up on the ground. Okay? So, I mean, look, even if they gave up 150 yards on the ground, it would be well under what Montana State is used to picking up. It's going to be a very interesting football game Friday night. Well, first of all, I think it's worth analyzing the Sacramento State angle of this. Sacramento State drew 19,500 fans for the Causeway Classic against UC Davis. They won against their rival, and that capped their first ever Big Sky Conference championship. That led to them having 15 players named to the All-Big Sky team. They had seven first-team All-Big Sky selections. Kevin Thompson was the Big Sky Offensive Player of the Year. He was named a finalist for the Peyton. Troy Taylor the, the first-year head coach was named the Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year. He's probably the front-runner and has the inside track for the Eddie Robinson Award for the National Coach of the Year. And all that seemed to play into detrimental for Sac State. You just wonder if all that stuff, all those accolades, all those distractions, took away from their Maybe level so. of focus yep. Yep. during their bye week. But I, I think that the element of surprise or the element of the unknown in football is so profound. And we see it in the NFL all the time. So often, you, you made a comment when we were talking about when Frank Silfo, the head coach at Southeastern Louisiana, was at Tulane. And he coached guys like Sean King and J.P. Lossman. Sean King, when he was at, David, you told me he was Tulane the Tulane. other day. Tulane. Okay. Well, here we are. <laughs> no one in Missoula, Montana cares. Uh, the you, you made a comment. Sean King was really good for a moment in time. Mm-hmm. 
and it was the beginning. Almost every quarterback is just like a pitcher. They're the best when people don't know what to expect from them. The great ones are the ones that get game plans made for them, that get schemed up. And still win. And then evolve and keep getting better and still win. Sac State looked unbeatable the first four games of the conference season. Cal Poly, of all the teams, near the bottom of the league, Cal Poly showed the blueprint of what to do to Sac State to let at least the passing game not slice and dice you. Cal Poly, unfortunately, in that game, gave up 378 yards rushing, and, and, and Sac State still won going away. But Kevin Thompson went from meticulous surgeon who was shredding everybody to good, but not, you know, this world-beating, best player in the country type guy. Yeah. And I think as the, then the talent increased as the season went along, they played a Weber State team that has a ton of talent on defense, especially on the defensive front, and they got crushed. And they were able to bounce back with a couple wins over opponents that they should have won. When you look at the actual matchup, first of all, Austin P has the element of surprise because I think everybody underestimated him coming in the bracket. They've mm-hmm. never been in the playoffs. Nobody even knows who the school is. Where are they? What's Austin P? Weren't they the team that lost 45 out of 46? Former governor of Tennessee, man. And everybody then, knows this. Then, uh, then, so they have the element of surprise coming in the game, but also matchup-wise, straight, I think the other factor in football is matchups. Yeah. You can not have comparable talent, or you can't have comparable talent. Weber State and Montana have comparable talent. They just don't have it at the right spots for Weber State. Yeah. The worst matchup in the big sky for Weber State is Montana. I think that what Austin P has, the way that they are built, the fact that they have such great athletes in their secondary specifically, uh, led by the kid who's second in the country in, in interceptions, Cordell Jackson, who Mark Hudspeth talked about, they were able to man up Sacramento State, and that really put Sacramento State at a disadvantage. But then also, Sac State is built to play from ahead, not from behind, period. Their whole game plan, the entire Big Sac Conference season, was score points in bunches, get up by three scores, and then just pass rush the pants off of you. They can't operate in the same fashion. Their undersized D-line doesn't work in the same fashion if they're not leading. And when they're down 21 nothing, it was just game set match. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere in the FCS, I mean, we went through kind of the results. It is worth noting. North Dakota State, uh, in their game against Nickel State, it was 14-10 at halftime. Uh, and then the Bison uh, kind of ran away with it in the second half. Illinois State, in their victory over Central Arkansas, James Robinson, 37 carries for 210 yards on the ground. Illinois State threw the ball 11 times, just 11 pass attempts. This is like, a, uh, I mean, imagine if Illinois State and Montana State ended up playing each other. If Illinois State pulled the upset at, at uh, NDSU, that would be something else. So, uh, and uh, James Madison, by the way, uh, tied 20-21-21. Remember we were looking at this game. This Mon- Monmouth is up early in the game against James Madison. And they're going back and forth, score for score. 21 all, and then, hello, 66-21, the final of that score. So, James Madison kind of put it on lockdown there at the end just to give you a little idea of the way these games went. We've obviously talked about Montana-Weber State. We talked about the Sac State game and the Austin P result. Montana State moving on. North Dakota State, I mean, they, they won in a similar fashion as they always win. The element of revenge, I think, as well as the element of how hard it is to beat a team two times in one year, I think that played a factor in the Northern Iowa-South Dakota mm. State game. I also think that there's a narrative that no one's talking about. South Dakota State has gone from Division Two power to Division One upstart to perceived FCS power. They've been in the top, around the top five to top eight now 
for about five years. That that first year when they lost in the first round of the playoffs, Bob Stitt's first year at Montana, that was sort of the the baseline for their rise. And then they've been they've been what most people would call elite since then. They haven't done anything in the playoffs. That's a real narrative now. Right. They they have gotten upset in the playoffs almost every year. And granted, once they lost to North Dakota State, so you can't slide them for that. And that was actually a good game. But disappointing result for South Dakota State because they have a good team. James Madison, like you said, they ran away with it. We'll see what the Northern Iowa-James Madison game is like. So I think James Madison is significantly uh, more athletic, but Northern Iowa is 0% scared to play ugly. They will play ugly. They've played ugly all year. They're not scared to play ugly, so we'll see how that results. But the one guy we got to talk about, Illinois State's quarterback broke his ankle second to last week of the year. Mm-hmm. They looked terrible on offense down the stretch. They lost, I believe they lost their season finale and only scored three points. They revamped the whole thing, and they decided we are going to give the ball to our best player, and we're going to give it to him, and we're going to give it to him, and we're going to give it to him, and we're going to give it to him some more. James Robinson had 39 carries for 297 yards and three touchdowns in the first round. He follows it up with 37 carries for 210 yards and two touchdowns. He's rushed for over 500 yards in the playoffs. <laughs> pretty good. This is my argument for making the, the ballots. I, I don't know if you necessarily need to wait all the way to the national championship or the end of December to put ballots in for the Peyton, but I do think we should wait until we've seen a couple playoff games because James Robinson went from a 1,350-yard running back, which is a good year, no doubt, Huge. He's got 1,900 yards now. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting the guy at least in the top five of my Walter Payton ballot just based on the last two weeks, and he's not. He, the finalists were announced today. They were Case Cookus from Northern Arizona, Kevin Thompson from Sacramento State, Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Who's the fourth one? Oh, Pete Guerrero, the running yeah. back from Monmouth. Yep. Uh, and and all, all, all worthy candidates, certainly. But I probably would have had James Robinson in my top five at least on my ballot, and uh, he finished 10th. But you, you, you have to think that a cool little 510-yard <laughs> Addition to your statistics in two games gives you a little bit of a boost. Sue Jell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. We'll take a uh, quick break here. We'll come back. Monday Night Football, a barn burning matchup in the uh, NFC East. Giants, Eagles tonight. And also, some questions coming across on the Twitter. We'll answer them for you right after this. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. QWERTY on Twitter. QWERTY15STIR. I'm going to do my best to just... uh, say that the way that it is phonetically in front of me. Uh, but had a very good question, because last week, he said last week, 
uh, you and I were talking in a discussion about the film that football teams actually watch. When I was saying, hey, what about the root sports? You know, you go in there and get your HD film. And you're like, you're out of your mind. Nobody watches that stuff, which they don't. Um, but he, he also wanted to hear just a little more detail about the angles, the number of games, who creates it, et cetera. This was cool because this past Saturday, I actually sat directly next to the uh, the gal from southeastern Louisiana who was creating in real time the film for southeastern Louisiana. Just, I, I, didn't know, I knew she worked yes. for, uh, for southeastern Louisiana because we didn't sit next to each other for the first time. No, in a long time. I was on the I was on the far side. We didn't have there was one a chair over by you, which is fine with me because I don't want to sit by anyway. And so uh, we <laughs> went over to the far side. And so I sat next to the show. So she's a senior at southeastern Louisiana, and for the last three years she's done the film. And they have a camera that's set up directly behind the goalpost looking yep. lengthwise at the stadium or at, I, the, at the game. Eye in the sky. And a, a camera right on the 50-yard line at the, if, you, if you're in Washington Grizzly and you look up on the, at the, in the Eagles crow's nest right up at the top of the stadium on the west side uh, of the stands above the press box, that's where all the film cameras are. And she's getting real-time feeds in two different screens and her job is both to cut up the plays but also to synchronize them. So when she hits play two screens play at the same time and it's the exact same play from the same moment but with the uh, you know orthogonal angles working at one another so you're looking down the 50 yard line across the width of the field and then down through the end zone uh, the length of the field and it was really cool to watch what you're seeing on the actual film because Colton you've always said well it's, it's super hard to assess line play when you look at it the, the way a, a television is normally shooting it from the side. And I know they've experimented with, you know, actual television broadcasts from behind, you know, with the spider camera or whatever. So it looks like Madden and all of that. And that hasn't quite caught on yet. Uh, I think people are, you know, it takes a while for people to get used to it. But to see it side by side and to watch the different plays as they're happening, very interesting. And anyway, that is what coaches are watching. I mean, they're the cut-ups that actually happen. The the thing is, is that watching your own team is one thing, watching it after the game or whatever, but you have to get film sent to you from the other team. I think they send three games. Is that what it is, Coulter? Uh, it, it used to be. Now it's Jeff Choate said that they broke down five games five? of Albany okay. film. And it's a little bit different in conference play because all the every conference. So the way that this film is exchanged, you're not sending it in the mail. Right, you used to actually have to yes. do this VHS. That's why. That's why Jeff Cho. He, he said the first time he ever went to Cape Girardeau, Cape Girardeau right? was when he was working at Eastern he Illinois. Had to go he get had to VHS drive. Tapes. He's like, well, I'm gonna go recruit and then get the VHS and drive it back. <laughs> right. And coaches used to literally have to go do it to get it faster, but they would use it as an excuse to recruit. Man, yeah, that what wasn't even that long ago. That's only 15 years ago. Yeah, crazy. But I watched the VHS now, tape over Thanksgiving. So, say for Big Sky Conference play. Schools just upload all their games to this central yeah. deal. It's like a and Dropbox. Now, and everybody's got Huddle yeah. or, or, or whatever it's called for college football. It's similar to Huddle. They actually, she was using Huddle. There you go. But she said that not at most, a lot of schools don't use it at the college level. Okay, so regardless, but then you have like this database and you can go in and download and you say, okay, yeah. I want Portland State versus Eastern Washington. Boom, I got it. And when you're in league play, like by the time you've played Montana State, Montana... When you're Montana, Montana State has already played so many of the teams that you've played. Like, like for example, I'm trying to think of, of how to explain this. Montana has has seen Weber State on film probably like 
six times. It's not as it's not like it used to be. When you have a round robin schedule, you see every single team in the league. Right. So you don't have to worry about. All, you're going to see all eight game, all eight league games for every single team in the league. You can you have the access to it. Whereas sometimes you might not care about watching. One side of the ball when you're not going to play that team. Like you said, you could be getting ready for Idaho State, watch their film against Weber, who's a month down the road, and you're getting your initial Weber State scout at the same time. Exactly. And I know that Montana was preparing for North Dakota State before Bob Stitt's first game for months and months and months. A lot of teams in the Big State Conference, they... They take a little extra time every time they see Cal Poly on film mm. to like get some tendencies, just because it's such an unorthodox style. Right. So, um, I, I, and and the way they watch it, they mostly watch the all twenty-two look from the behind. The, if you're from the, the end, end zones, zones yeah. right? Because you can see the way that it develops and stuff like yeah. that. You can see the line play a lot better. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes. And they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org. Or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold. Or visit online anytime, anywhere, MSU Bookstore. Dot org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 